Welcome to episode 35 of the Dead Serial Podcast. I'm your host, LJ. Today I'm excited for the return of Brett G. Jones, who you might remember from season two, episode one of this series. Quick recap, Brett is the client service director with Mardas Global. He's a communications chair for the New York City chapter of the Singularity University. Father, husband, Marine, madman, systems buster, and son of Casey Jones. Uh, soon to be a motivational speaker, author, and podcast host. We're going to rap about that. Uh, we're also going to jump into 432 megahertz, the man who tapped the secrets of the universe, uh, and a couple other announcements that Brett's got with us. Super amped for this. Without further ado, Brett, welcome back to the Dead Serial Podcast, brother. How are you? I'm doing outstanding. How are yourself? I am doing it outstanding as well. A little bit groggy and uh, still sipping on some coffee, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, here we are. Thanks for making the time. It's a beautiful day. No, it's awesome, man. You reached out to me. I, I thought it was extremely ironic. You wanted to come back on the podcast, but then kind of recapping where we were last year on this exact date, August 4th, we published that episode with Brett Jones on the Dead Serial Podcast. And Beautiful. Synchronicity or? Uh, yeah, serendipitous. RPM. There you go, Synchro- right? Synchronistic. <laughs> I don't know, maybe premeditated. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, I know back then, uh, obviously, with the New York City chapter of the Singularity University, uh, yeah. outside of that being a client service director, Madras Global, um, bro, what what is up? You've got a lot kind of going on that you've been jumping into. You want to start at Hickory Freeman in your spot with those guys, or <laughs> where do you Freeman. want to go? Hickory, Hickory, Doc. The mouse went up the clock. No, Hickey, Hickey Freeman, they're a great American brand uh, fashion company. Uh, they they make suits for men and women, and they're uh, I think they're working on the women's suits for this year or this coming year. But uh, Hickey Freeman's been around a long time, um, over a hundred years. Uh, uh, a lot of congressmen and women and ambassadors uh, have worn Hickey Freeman uh, clothing. Uh, they're pretty pretty renowned, pretty esteemed. And I was fortunate enough to get tapped by. Um, Negi Darsis and uh, Alexa Rufus over there at Higgy Freeman and their communications and marketing department. Uh, they've had this program, Heroes, Heroes and Leaders, uh, for a little while now. And uh, they feature veterans in their suits um, for their spring and fall collections and profile the veterans and all, all that they do, uh, and give them back to their communities. And excuse me, cool, excuse me, excuse me. And, um, and Negi and Alexis reached out and contacted me to be a part of the Spring 19 collection. And uh, I was really honored, really, really humbled by the tap because I was never a combat veteran. I never really did anything heroic outside of signing up, uh, you know, to, to put my life on the line, I suppose. But, um, you know, I, I had some wonderful experiences in the Marine Corps uh, that I think gave back to the world at large, you know, the, the hurricane relief efforts uh, in the right. Philippines. Uh, that we I spoke about, about that last time. time, yeah. So you know, I was really honorable, or I was really honored and um, and humbled by by them tapping me to step in and uh, wear wear a Hickey Freeman jacket and a spring raincoat and uh, <laughs> talk a little bit about my experience in uh, leadership and um, and what I learned in the Marine Corps. And you can go to hickeyfreeman.com and navigate your way to the links there and and find find yours truly talking about uh you know teamwork and leadership on hickeyfreeman.com well and you know i'm gonna go ahead and and link that on the podcast bio on the website so people can find it more readily but i mean that you sent that to me 
kind of out of nowhere and I, it was unexpected and I was overly impressed with not only the production value and the approach, but obviously with my bias and you as a brother, I, I was way stoked on how you did it, man. You fucking killed it. <laughs> so I encourage our listeners, however many or few there might be to, to go ahead over to hickeyfreeman.com. And again, I'll plug that link, but what's up, man? What, what do you want to rap about for a minute? The floor is yours. Oh, shucks. Well, before I go on from uh, Hickey Freeman, I just want to shout out to my other brothers from the Spring Collection, Jesse Awuji and Diego Rubio. Uh, Jesse and Diego are good buddies. Diego actually knew from uh, prior to that that shoot. Uh, he's with the veterans on Wall Street and the women's on, veterans on Wall Street. Uh, he's a, a total motivator and leader there. Um, he's a uh, out in New York City, just making connections for veterans uh, to get into Wall Street. And uh, and the Veterans on Wall Street Coalition is a great organization that Diego's been a great, great uh, leader of for a long time. And they uh, have expanded their scope and reach beyond Wall Street. They've, uh, you know, invited companies like Ogilvy, which are where I used to work, to, uh, to, to be a part of the coalition and uh, salute the Military Veterans Network that I founded uh, while at Ogilvy, uh, did some good stuff with them. And uh, and I just I really love all those all those brothers uh, that that are out there you know fighting the good fight trying to make make lives better for all veterans from all walks of life. Um, so shout out to Diego there, and then Jesse Awuji also just crushing it. He's uh, a <laughs> nice. he's a uh, he's a lieutenant, and I think actually he just got promoted to captain uh, for uh, the Navy, and he's in the reserves, and he uh, drives uh, NASCAR trucks. And on, uh, on the on the side, and he's recently been blowing up, uh, been on TV a couple of times, you know, commentating for NASCAR and just shaking and moving. That guy, uh, you know, I'm talking about being humbled. You know, him, him and Diego both of that class are just phenomenal human beings. And then the rest of those here and leaders, veterans, uh, Jacob Wood, to be counted among them. He's the CEO of Team Rubicon, uh, does phenomenal things. Uh, Team Rubicon does natural disaster relief response uh, all around the world. They've got about 70% veterans, 30% civilian volunteer organization of, uh, I think, you know, over 30, 75,000 strong. I can't remember exactly what the number Holy is, shit. but, but awesome. it's, a, it's a great organization headquartered out of LA, out of LA and uh, Jake Wood, was also featured as a, as a heroes and leaders uh, model for Hickey Freeman uh, a couple of seasons, maybe a year or two back. So, like I said, a real honor to be a part of that uh, crew of people. And and if there's anybody out there listening uh, to, that wants to, you know, reach out and uh, and learn how they can get involved with that program, whether or not you're a brand owner of like a watch or a shoe company or like a pocket square company or a bow tie company <laughs> or like uh, you know women's blazer company, whatever it is like you, you reach out to me let me know uh, I, I can put you in touch with Negi and Alexis and we can uh, figure out how to do a, a very compelling campaign for the next round and next generation of heroes and leaders and expand it beyond just the uh, just the, the the suits and the jackets you know trying to uh, get other brands involved uh, to, to utilize this great platform that uh, Hickey Freeman's put together to help champion veterans to have uh, companies invest in veterans and and if you invest in veterans it's investing in America Nice. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. And I always feel cheesy saying it, but obviously I'd never served. And I really do appreciate everybody who has taken the time to do that. And I look, I look up to all you guys. Our vets are, are extremely important. It's rad to see all these different organizations from Hickey Freeman, Black Rifle Coffee Company, uh, you know, veteran owned and operated 
and just fucking owning it and being there for their community. It's badass, dude. So I commend yeah. you all. Thank you very much. Yeah. Hats off to everybody out there. Uh, fight the good fight, whether you're a veteran yourself or an ally. Appreciate allies like you out there being outspoken and, uh, and, and having veterans like me on your podcast here. <laughs> Why, thank you. Right. So what, what else you got, man? What's in the pipeline? I feel like you've got some uh, big buildup and momentum for an uh, announcement, maybe. Or oh, two. no. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I'm, I'm always announcing things. I feel like uh, you always got to be presenting. So, yeah, I got a few things to talk about. Uh, one of them was, I think last time I mentioned how I was, you know, very proud of you seeing you crush it with your podcast and serial and you've really inspired me so i've, I've finally taken my podcast out of pre 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 pre-production <laughs> i think i think i'm finally in pre-production now uh, yes. and, and i got a, i got a name for the podcast uh and i got kind of an outline so um just you know to all the general listeners out there in Salt Lake City, Utah, holding it down now elsewhere in the world. I love to listen to Dead Serial. Um, <laughs> stay tuned and please, uh, you know, one of these days uh, I'll give you the link for, for, for that URL. But that's not, it's not all the way ready to be announced. It's just, uh, it's a uh, teaser for right. the teaser, if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> I'm really excited about it, but I, one of the things I want to talk to you about was like just the technicalities of podcasting, you know, like, like, uh, all this gear, all this equipment, all this, all this stuff, like there's audition, there's, there's audacity, there's g garage band, there's, you know, I'd be mean, like, well, what kind of tech you using to get the dead cereal out there? If you don't mind sharing some trade secrets with the fellow aspiring podcast, oh, like I, me, uh... all, all everybody else out there. In my uneducated or self-educated experience, I should say, I would be happy to. Um, quick shout out to Sam Derby, Einbar Berlin uh, Brewery out there in Germany. He used to work in sound engineering before he relocated over there to Europe. And I told him years ago I wanted to do a podcast. And he's like, well, here, here's a – I can't remember. I will find out and plug it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, super – sound engineering program on steroids and it, yeah. i did the first episode with that and was surprised i could even post something that sounded halfway decent um and so i had a lot of friends that do podcasts from there recommend audacity it's a free program and, and i never checked it out i just went straight to adobe audition right and it is fucking badass dude i yeah. highly what do you recommend. like about it so much it's user friendly, but it does. I think it can do everything. Uh, Pro Tools, that's what it was. Pro Tools, yeah, Pro Tools program. Right. Sam yeah. grabbed me. So I think it does everything that you want it to that Pro Tools delivers without being so fucking overwhelming, without some sort of right. professional, you know, tutoring in how to, to navigate that software. So I love that it's user friendly. It's super dependable. Uh, you know, I just created a template and saved it. I've actually started using Adobe Premiere to uh, help out my buddies Joe and Chris with their YouTube channel, The Film School. Yeah, I heard uh, a lot about Premiere. I heard a lot of good things. Well, maybe. But, you know, hopefully. I think it's a good time. Nice. We are all just kind of doing this shit to have fun. And, yeah. It's and that's it good now. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's, I that's what I would recommend. Uh, obviously, uh, Adobe's reputable and been around a long fucking time so yeah they got that creative cloud subscription now or something like that you can put paid monthly monthly not and get access to not just audition but uh photoshop and illustrator all that kind of stuff it's too, all so. it's all right there it's awesome brett yeah yeah well i think uh i'll take your recommendation there explore that a little bit more appreciate it no all good 
But uh, yeah, so the podcast is really exciting. Content, 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 you know. Before I move on about more content that I'm going to be putting out there, I just like to pontificate a little bit more on content with you because content for me, it's big, big word, big buzzword in advertising. You know, Madras Global holding it down, client service director for all different clients of reps like Shark, uh, Shark Ninja, Shark Vacuums, uh, Thermo Fisher Scientific, uh, you know, Salt Financial, Fact Set, all these different clients uh, day in and day out say you know how do we maintain relevancy how, to, how we maintain awareness how do we uh, get the word out how do we engage with our consumers engage with our audience content 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 so you know <laughs> i as a client service director trying to follow my own my own medicine is i'm starting to put more content out there with this podcast and also going to be putting out a, a forthcoming book but but the reason why why is this drive for content so heavy these days like everybody's saying content 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 put it out there day in and day out like on the instagram on the facebook on the twitter on the blog put it out there day in and day out and and as as one who gets a little bit paranoid every once in a while i begin to pontificate on that ross rothos basilisk (laughs) or whatever that thought experiment is about the robot from the future like they're just they're they're coming back to to to, they can the robot from the future finds out how to go back in time like the ultimate terminator scenario and like the robot from the future takes over human governance and and is, is governing human lives and 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 it wants to gain power sooner in order to maintain more influence on the present day and it figures out how to hack through time and space and go back in time and space to be able to accelerate its its uh advancement to controlling human governments governance and 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 in this thought experiment it's like the content that their digital record is like the best way to mine people's intention because you can understand what's going on in their brain uh, because they're just putting it out there. This, this is what I feel. This is what I believe. Yeah. Here's, and so like if you get an anti-robot voice on the internet being like, oh, the robots are taking over the world. Roscoe or whatever the artificial intelligence <laughs> from the future is sees that and then like will snitch, snitch the minority report team on you to come out and like, you know, eliminate whatever. Oh, holy shit. Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> th- th- think like the Orwellian future of like human beings reaching back in the past or thought, thought control. Like how terrifying is it to have a robot in the future reaching back in the past like with thought control? And like maybe that's the, like they're demanding for us to put content on the internet because that's how they're going to future proof their own acceleration <laughs> to the rule of game of thrones man what do you think about that i, I think that that is anything's a possibility right and uh between simulation theory and the threat of ai i can see why you get a little bit paranoid about that from time to time and yeah. with as far i mean everybody gets so wrapped up in content and and followers and this, that, and the other. Fuck it. Organic growth is fine on Instagram or social media for me. I don't, I don't even have a dead serial Facebook page anymore. It's just an Instagram account to let people know that the right. podcast is a thing. Right. And I, I initially started when it was kind of the Tigers Not Kittens project of daily content. And, and it just got too much, dude. It, I don't want a second job. This is for fun. I'm right. going to throw some random shit up here or there more yeah. likely on the story. F- fuck your content, content, <laughs> content. You can find ours on iTunes and Google play right. that serial one word and YouTube, the film school channel. And there you go. There you go. 
<laughs> Sorry. Yeah. There's my rant for the morning. No, no, that's brilliant though. I mean, it's good to hear what the the street is saying, the the main street is saying. Uh, but uh, you know, you're doing this for fun, exactly right. But you know, for those brands out there that are doing this on the on the regular, you know, like what kind of content you're supposed to put out? Like, like say you had the opportunity, like if you were doing a Patreon page, you know, like uh, our our, bro, our fellow bo- podcasting brothers out there. Oh yeah, dude, Seth Ramatelli and Jonathan Larquette, they they got a Patreon page. They, they're not ad supported at all. They're listener supported completely 100%. They do, um, they, they, they take donations from their listeners and I think they're up to about 12,000 a month. You can see on their page that they get from small five to five to 10, $20 a month donations from their listeners. Uh, I've been slower than molasses to make my own donations. So I want to personally apologize on the air for to Jonathan and Seth for not donating yet. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I will get there once my discretionary income these two kids maybe get a little older, you know, I should be putting 529 C's in their names at $5 a month before I donate to, to Seth, Seth and Jonathan. I hope they'll forgive me, but I'll come around. <laughs> when this ship comes in, this Patreon, this patron will be a big Patreon of that page. But, um, but like, if you could do that, uh, LJ, like, what would you do? Like, like, like rather than just, you know, throwing it up there saying, Hey, this is a hobby. This is for fun. Like, you know, like, 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 would you, would you want, would you be interested in taking dead cereal further? Like just doing this as a full-time gig? Oh, I absolutely would. I, I would sell right out, <laughs> like, <laughs> but no, I mean, it, it would depend. Uh, yeah. There would be certain scruples. Like I, I wouldn't want a sponsor that's going to try to to put a lid on it and say, hey, well, you guys, you can't be smoking weed on there and drinking. You can't right. drop fucking cunt bombs. You yeah, need I mean, to look push at Joe this. Rogan's podcast. He could do almost anything he yeah, wants. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's still, still so, getting paid. He's got, like, he's got a, an audience base that's so devout and, and everything. But, like, I mean, I wonder what kind of hurdles certain brands get trying to get on his podcast and him just being like, nope. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Not interested. <laughs> thanks. But, um, but no, I think with creative freedom, honestly, dude, I, I would love to launch a studio here in Salt Lake City where not only I can record my podcast, but I can also rent that space out to the point where if somebody wanted to do a podcast, had no idea how to get it going, right. as opposed to teaching a class about it, just providing the space, editing and producing it for them, letting them have creative control. Yeah. And, and getting that up and you know with joe giving me the opportunity to produce the film school if i had a space like that i could do some killer shit for youtube channels as well and i think i'll always do the dead serial podcast it'll probably come in ebbs and flows like many things in our, yeah. our journey but um i would love to just have dead cereal produce more content and help other people get the shit out that they want to do then awesome. have it focus on me to answer your question if that's yeah. fair no that is fair that's awesome i think that's uh sounds like you need to make a trip out to new york city because there's a lot of really cool little shops out here kind of doing just that kind of stuff we can uh, shake some hands do some do some fact finding so you can transplant some of the good stuff that they're doing out here in manhattan and brooklyn and even right here at 443 king's highway <laughs> lower hudson valley we got to learn from each other to help give all these communities a platform to speak what uh no i agree i think it's important and it, i think the motivation for me with wanting to provide that space and that tool for anybody indiscriminately to use and to get their, their shit up is media and different platforms are so bent out of shape right now. I mean, even YouTube, 
obviously social media and Facebook is, is totally fucked up in my opinion. Um, and just having the space where it's uncensored, it's undocumented. Right. If you don't want to look at it, don't look at it. Right. Move along. But this is <laughs> you walk your way in, you yeah, walk your way exactly, in, you can right? walk your way out. Bill Burr. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. And I, I would honestly, Brett, would be way psyched to to get out there for a New York City trip. When's a good time in 2020 to come see y'all? Oh, dude, anytime. I'm telling you. Uh, I think the the summertime is the funnest with the pool and everything. But uh, you know, spring, fall, beautiful seasons here in the Lower Hudson Valley. And uh, winter, winter's not half bad either if you like snowboarding. But you know, nope. They, uh, you certainly don't. <laughs> You're one of those anomalies that's like never been right. You've like <laughs> one of those Utah, Utah anomalies that's just never been snowboarding or skiing. I can't believe it. But to each their own, I guess. <laughs> I think I went skiing once when I was four. That's it, dude. If I don't remember it. I've only seen a picture or two, so that therefore maybe it never happened. Uh, but I wrote down New York City trip on my notes here, summer 2019. So it's going to come to fruition. We're going to make that happen. Beautiful. Um, let's do. Uh, let's do it around the uh, solstice. I love solstices and equinoxes. So let's do like I, a June. I think June 20th, right, right around there. There's a Saint yeah. John's Day right there too. So that oh, would be very. Uh, God. God bless America. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, what what else? What's in the pipeline? Oh, yeah. So I, I teased a little earlier about it before one of our content rants. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to announce my forthcoming book. I'm writing a little business book for um, transitioning veterans and um, for uh, young and hungry college students that want to learn about my this one passenger's perspective on how to succeed in advertising. Um, you know, I, as a Marine, as a, as a Marine that went through basic training, learned a, a lot of fundamentals about, you know, what it takes to win on the battlefield, what it takes to, uh, be prepared to, uh, take that winning mindset to accomplish anything, to adapt and overcome, to find uh, weapons of opportunity on the battlefield, to, uh, to look after your brothers and sisters in the foxhole, to, uh, learn to, 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 to look at a mountaintop and plant a flag, a, a mental flag up there and, and look at your team and say, charge. Um, you know, a lot of those skills are fundamental skills that can translate to any industry. And, and I'd love to see more Marines and veterans in general uh, in advertising. But even if I can't have that, uh, I would like to see more young and hungry college students or even high school students um, looking at Coming into advertising with a mindset that is not unlike uh, a new Marine coming out of Marine, uh, recruit training or basic basic training at a you know Marine Corps recruit depot, San Diego or Paris Island. Um, I'm a San Diego Marine, Hollywood Marine myself. Uh, we can <laughs> all my Paris Island Marines can give me a call or find me at brettgjones.com and submit the form to rant at me about which Marines better. We could talk about that till we're blue in the face, but I, I, I want to talk about who's better, which branch is better Marines or other veterans. I'm not interested in that because everybody knows how I feel as a Marine. I'm just interested in trying to bring leadership principles and leadership traits and, and that mindset mentality of uh, taking care of your teammates to the field of advertising and to the career, uh, to, 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 to enjoy a career with creative people. Uh, because when nice. I found what I, what I found out about advertising is just like the Marines, it's uh, full of a bunch of misplaced misfits, and uh, life in and adjacent to creativity is a life not wasted. So it's a great career to have, and I would love to take this book 
uh, that I'm writing and get it published as far and wide as possible. I expect to have it done in the next uh, 23 days or so. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> if you know any publisher friends or anybody that wants to uh, talk to me about printing out there and getting some distribution rights in Salt Lake, you know, maybe you know, we got a little uh, bit of a following out there. Maybe somebody, <laughs> maybe somebody out there in Salt Lake wants to listen to see what I'm going to say. No, uh, shout, shout I, out to Dan. I think I definitely need to hook you up with our brother, Jason Woodland. Um, he actually just was on the podcast a few episodes ago. He released a children's book, Toshi to the Moon, that focuses nice. on introducing you know, kids to Bitcoin and digital currency. Oh, so awesome. I think I absolutely have a contact for you in Salt Lake City for a publisher. <laughs> He's not a publisher, but he had to use one. Oh no, certainly. His book's published. <laughs> I love Toshi to the Moon. I love the title of that book and I love that it's teaching kids about Bitcoin. There's actually in New York, there's one of I think there's two Bitcoin ATM machines. You can go Seriously? up to the machine with your Bitcoin yeah. excuse me, your Bitcoin credentials and you can like walk up to the machine and, and say you have like ah Bitcoin, you can like pull out like twenty US dollars or something like that. <laughs> we live in amazing times. I know. It's actually uh Joe Rogan, Dave Chappelle played USANA Theater out oh, here yeah. last night. So we went to that. Uh and just considering our um our consumable options. I was telling another brother from the fraternity last night that uh, what an amazing time to be alive, dude. Yeah, <laughs> certainly. And Dave Chappelle and Joe Rogan. I mean, it, every, that whole set was awesome. Those guys killed it. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything. I know they're doing one more show together. And then uh, I don't know. I didn't see him filming anything, but the way they handled our phones completely locked up in baggies. And oh, that's what I love about those guys. They're shit. taking it to the next level. It's, it's awesome. It, I mean, I think they started doing that a long time ago. spoilers off, of, and it's a fucking, it's good. A lot, of, a lot of other artists and things have adapt, uh, folks have adapted and, and kind of followed suit, but I, I think it was Dave Chappelle was like one of the first cats that started doing that for comedy shows, um, where they just, he would pocket phones for his sets um, <laughs> because he just knew, like he didn't want people like, I think I was watching him, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee the other night with uh, Eddie Murphy. And he was on. I haven't seen the new season yet. Yeah, he was on Seinfeld's show talking about uh, how one of the reasons why he like quit stand up was because like he would go try and work on a set at a comedy club. And he was like big and famous. And like he was just trying to work out the material before he took it on to the national tour. Right. Just like try, like any other comedian, just try to work out the material. And some, some jokes bomb. Some jokes should not be told on the national stage. But that's what comedy <laughs> clubs are for. And like somebody would report him like saying something that wasn't really ready to be heard by the public. And yeah. like. It, it ruined his image and it ruined he hasn't done stand up for like decades and like he says he's gonna come back and I can't wait for Eddie Murphy to come back because yeah, when I Eddie Murphy so comes excited. back holy shit when Eddie Murphy comes back and does that stand up it's gonna be some of the most epic stand up stand up I'm hoping world. for a hard R rating oh please <laughs> uh, you know he won't he won't he won't hold anything back I hope not well I will give everybody one spoiler from the show last night uh, but there at one point Dave pointed out somebody in the lower bowl, whatever, the, the nicer premium seats close to the stage. And they, he said, hey, how did how'd you get that phone in here? You know, you're not supposed to get to have that. And he went, security, get him. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, shit, hey, he's calling people out. Don't like, bring you know, you're phone. not supposed it's to have that. Like a teacher, just try to teach you something. Yeah. Teach you about comedy. Try to, try to let you laugh for a minute. Stop pulling out your phone. It was fucking awesome. Uh, 
I digress, though. So, oh, yeah. So the book, are, the are you going to tell us the name? Yeah, the name of the, the book. Name? Yeah, the name of the book is called Shock and Awe Recruit. Shock and Awe Recruit? Shock and Awe Recruit. Fuck yes, nice dude. With an exclamation point at the end. Shock and all comma. I just wrote the exclamation points on my notes. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the subtitles. I'm working out the subtitle, but I think the subtitle is going to be how I learn the fundamentals of advertising in Marine Corps basic training. Fuck yeah. And then that, that breaks it all down right there. Yeah, I've got. Uh, I've got. Uh, in fact, let me pull it up here. I want to. I want to go through my outline. Uh, my, my chapter outline give a little teaser for my listening public you know please do the floor again <laughs> is yours man I'm just here to, to keep the conversation going <laughs> let me see I gotta find the uh, the email that I said bear with me um, right here alright so um, as I said shock and I recruit now I learned the fundamentals of advertising and Marine Corps basic training a transformational book by Brett G. Jones uh, I hope that it's transformational because, like I said, I want people to feel transformed. I want them to feel empowered and able to just get into an interview and crush it and get their first job in advertising, no matter what job that I was. I was an account guy, so as a maybe as a junior account executive, an account executive, I, I was able to convince my recruiter to give me uh, a, a bump to senior account executive. So I was able to start one or two rungs above the very bottom <laughs> with my military experience. But even if you don't have military experience, if you're just a young and hungry uh, college student, or even a high school student, because college degrees are becoming obsolete, um, you can you can go into advertising and kick ass and take names. And so part of the things I'm going to talk about to help those people do that, to help them feel transformed, are, uh, are as follows. Uh, the outline is about, I think it's going to be hovering around 11 to 13 chapters, maybe. Nice. Uh, but uh, part one, uh, chapter one is the five P's. So in advertising and, and marketing, they, they say they talk about the five P's. Product, price, placement, promotion, and people. Right? You got to, what is your product? What are you going to set your product? What price are you going to set your product at? Where are you going to place your product on the shelf or where on the retail or online? Uh, what kind of promotions are you going to run to get the word out about that product to encourage people to buy? And then again, those people like who, who is buying your product and who is selling your product, who's talking to your product. Those are about the five, five P's that are fundamental in advertising. Everybody knows about those five P's in this industry. But uh, the five P's that I'm talking about from boot camp are prior planning prevents poor performance <laughs> prior uh, planning prevents poor performance yeah is that just four prior planning prevents poor performance five that's five there's six, <laughs> there's, usually there's six in boot camp but they say you can't curse anymore so prior planning prevents piss poor performance so is that you know, cursing it, piss poor yeah to the, to the mothers of america these days you know everybody gets so oh, fucking stop dude everybody gets so there's offended. nothing more beautiful than cussing like, I think God, they've done wow. studies about how uh, cursing is shows that you're actually like more like you're, you've got generally more intelligence if you curse a lot or something. I've heard that and I concur. <laughs> I, can concur. I can concur. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> what are you pouring there? You having self little drink? I'm about ready to to switch it up from coffee. Better put Bailey's in that coffee. This is the um, Los Vecinos del Campo um, mezcal Artisanal. Es Espadine? I don't know, man. 
Es claro. <laughs> verdad. Es, es verdad. Claro, sí. Is it a tequila? What is it? The mezcal. It's a tequila. Mezcal. Like not all, all mezcal is tequila, but not all tequila is mezcal. It's like, it's the bourbon of tequila, you might say. Okay. All right. And it's a, that might be a Brett T. Jones trademark right there. Mezcal, the bourbon of tequila. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I fucking so love it. <laughs> but I want to jump back to the podcast real quick because you said, but giving us the name of the book. You said you have a name for the podcast. Are you oh, gonna, yeah, I do. Are you ready to, to well, announce let get, that? Let me, get through my, let me get through my 13, all right, all right. my 12 to 13 chapters first. I'm still in the book. Uh, yeah. The outline, cha- chapter two, take it chow to chow, <laughs> right? <laughs> Breaking up your time in manageable increments. When I was in tr- basic training, uh, I learned one fundamental principle. They are always going to have to feed you and they're always going to have to put you to sleep. So no matter what kind of hell you're going through, you're going to have five minutes to yourself for breakfast, five minutes for yourself at lunch, and five minutes for yourself at dinner, at least. Hopefully they give you 20, is what they're supposed to do, but sometimes they'd be a little bit uh, harsh on you and kick you out of the cafeteria in five minutes. But you can at least count on five minutes when your only obligation is to get that food on your plate and get that food in your belly. And that's like your me time, right? <laughs> and, and you take that me time and you lap that me time up for five minutes during those three increments throughout, throughout the day. And then when they put you to sleep, because you know they have to put you on the rack, they got to put you to sleep, those drill instructors. It's fucking, it's the goddamn rules. If they don't put you to sleep, it's harassment. So you get about, you know, you're supposed to get about four or eight hours of sleep, but some, most of the time, is about four <laughs> but uh they put you in the rack at eight hours so you'd be in the rack but then my drill instructor would just walk up and down for four hours talking to us <laughs> just like not letting us sleep just like giving us his wisdom <laughs> <laughs> you could hear him walk like his heels would click just like click 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 and then he would stop and he would say and if i were you recruits i would do this it would behoove you recruit to do this tomorrow when you wake up it would and, and he would just give us his wisdom to make us get through boot camp it was brilliant but um nice. but yeah chow to chow to chow is uh number two number three is uh hold on i'm gonna get these damn uh, your body as a robot right your body is a robot. The body will go longer than the mind ever will. So train your mind. You talk, you talk to ultra marathon runners, you talk to distance runners, and they talk about breaking through that wall. That's exactly what I'm talking about here. Your body is a robot. Your body will go for eons. It's your mind. <laughs> it's your mind that's telling you to give up. So train your mind and you'll go forever. Right. And on the mind, chapter four, one mind, any weapon, right? Marine Corps martial arts program as a Marine Corps martial arts instructor. But in the Marine Corps train, basic training, you, you have to qualify in boot camp to get your tan belt. Uh, the one of five belts in uh, the Marine Corps mixed martial arts program. And their motto, I don't know if it's changed since then. Shout out to me if it has, you Marines. Give me a call. Uh, 917-951-1775. That's the last four, 1775, the year my Marine Corps came alive. You give me a call, you tell me if this motto's changed. One mind, any weapon. Uh, an effective mind <laughs> will see opportunities everywhere is essentially what that chapter is going to be about. So in advertising, um, 
you know, same, same, like our, our, if you train your mind to get over, uh, if you train your mind to get over whatever body pain, aches and pains is thrown at you, a lack of sleep because you got clients giving you deadlines for three weeks that should be there done in, uh, what should be done in three weeks they're asking for in three days. So you, you and your team are just like, you know, burning the midnight oil, your mind's going crazy. You got to keep that mind trained so you can recognize opportunities. You know, like when somebody says something insightful or when you hear like a customer segment say something and that can drive a really nice creative idea. Like you got to keep that mind tuned to realize those opportunities, right? Um, and then the other, other, a couple other, uh, couple other elements. Uh, I'm just gonna. I'm, those are just like a teaser. I don't want to go through all 13. But I um, you were gonna go through all 13. <laughs> <laughs> but basic like leadership training, like like the six troop leading steps uh, for uh, uh, troops could be translated to a managers. So if you're a manager, just following that BAM kiss model, uh, begin the planning, arrange for reconnaissance, make the reconnaissance, complete the reconnaissance, issue the order, and supervise. Right. So if you break that down, begin the planning. What are we going to plan to do? Let's talk about what we're going to do and let's talk about how we're going to do it. Let's just begin it and let's sit down and talk about it instead of talking about how we should talk about that later. Let's actually start talking about <laughs> it. Let's begin, let's begin the damn planning and then um, and then arrange for reconnaissance. Uh, you got to. So that's exactly. So you're done talking. You're like, OK, these are the actions we got to take. What's the logistics going to be required to make that thing happen? Right. And then. Uh, Make the reconnaissance. Boom. Go out and like do the market research. Figure out what the competitors are saying. Figure out what we can say about this. Figure out what we can say about that. Here's all the insights that we're going to bring back to our team. And then uh, complete the reconnaissance. Say, here are all the details that you have to develop your campaign. Here's what your audience segment looks like. Here's what your competitor segment looks like. Here's what the product is. Here's all the benefits of the product. Here's everything you need to know about the product. Here's everything you need to know about the competitor's product. And here's how this product is better than that product. <laughs> right? Those are all like once you have all that information, it takes to your creative team. Then you issue the order. And when you issue the order, that's the creative brief. Boom. Go make me a great <laughs> idea to get. They cut through all the rubble of communication. They uh, issue the order, boom, and then supervise. You, you got to supervise that creative process. And by supervise as a client service director, that means when it comes time for uh, my team to present ideas to me before I take it to my clients, I got to put that client hat on and be like, would the clients ask this question? Would the clients ask that question? Right. Uh, what do the competitors look like? Blah, blah, blah. Like, these are fundamental principles that could just be easily translated from basic training and boot camp to advertising. And I'm here to translate that for the people. You're making that. Uh, a modern day army of madmen going out and killing it in the I advertising so. field. <laughs> I hope so because I mean I I don't want to sound like I'm like an old curmudgeon saying that you know the advertising industry is full of a bunch of sissies, but they're complaining a lot. A lot of people complaining about briefs. A lot of comp and I rightly so because briefs are shit these days. Like, but, <laughs> but even if the brief is shit, don't give your client service director a hard time about it. Say it's shit. And then tell them to go ask the questions that you need to do your job. And then tell them to carry on. Don't just stay, say it's shit and then storm out of the room like a diva. Like right. be, a, be a leader and, and continue to move forward. Well, you, you know? got to guide and groom and motivate and inspire your team, right? Exactly. Guide and groom, motivate, <laughs> inspire your team. Uh, to, uh, uh, to, to my point earlier, so another chapter uh, 
commander's intent, right? None of these things are going to be any good unless you have a solid commander's intent. Like all the leadership principles, you can crumple them up like a piece of paper, throw them into the fucking fireplace and burn them. <laughs> because if you don't have a solid commander's intent, the one leader at the top who's saying, this is the vision, here's the flag I'm planting at the top of this mountain. This is the mountain we're all taking together. Unless we're all on the same page taking that mountain together because that commander gave us that intent, then we're all going to be walking around saying, no, this mountain's better. No, that mountain's better. Nobody's going to be able to be on the same page doing anything. Right. We're already right. trying to argue about which mountain we should take. Right. We all got to have faith in our commander and say, OK, I'll follow you, sir or ma'am. You tell us where to go. And once you have that intent clearly laid out from the top down, leadership is easy at every level from from the top down to the bottom. Uh, well advertising is a battlefield. So uh, when uh, every plan goes to hell when the first shots are fired. So you better be <laughs> plan- you better be ready to adapt. Uh, and then warriors are non-binary. I mean, this is a big one for me. Like, stop this gender discussion. Stop all this discrimination. Like, I was a big advocate for uh, Ogilvy's professional networks. I was a, uh, uh, the Ogilvy Diversity Inclusion Champion in 2015 because I was such an advocate for the professional networks, and I still think that is a point of differentiation for Ogilvy amongst the uh, big advertising firms out there, their investment in diversity and inclusion, uh, and their professional networks or how they do that. But the professional networks are only there uh, because they have to be because people don't treat people right. Once people start treating people right, we don't have to have these advocate groups because right. nobody has to advocate for anybody anymore because we all just advocating for each other. Yeah, like we stop, don't need to have these silent piece of shit and treat people as people. Yeah, exactly. And move on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Warriors are non-binary. It's about what you bring to the table. War, like an advertising executive, I don't care if you're male or female, how you identify in the gender spectrum, what color your skin is, and what kind of ideas you bring to the table, it makes you the kind of warrior you, you are. That's what matters to me. Warriors are non-binary. All right? <laughs> Get over it. Let them, people are people. That's it. Let them fight their best fight for you, for, for the commander's intent. And then uh, beans, bullets, and bandages, right? What they call in uh, uh, logistics, devils in the details, right? You got to make sure your people are happy. You got to make sure they have their beans. You got to make sure they have their uh, food. You got to make sure that the bullets, the ammunition they need to do, do the things, they, they have their MacBooks, their, 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 their tech <laughs> that they need, uh, and the bandages. You know, what, when, when something goes wrong, you got to be ready to like buy a bottle of wine and, you know, say, I'm sorry. Uh, and then uh, leadership traits Uh, if they're governed by the leadership principles leadership traits are very handy JJ dig tight buckle it's uh, you know you can look that up all you warriors out there judgment justice dependability initiative decisiveness tact integrity endurance bearing unselfishness courage knowledge loyalty and enthusiasm uh that's those powerful. are those <laughs> traits, and um, and and in, in order to uh, employ the leadership traits, you should deploy the leadership principles. Uh, and, and and I'll go into more depth about that in my book. Um, but really, the last chapter, title of the book, "Shock and Awe Recruit." enthusiasm motivates the most so keep it high energy always show up when you show up you got to be fucking so enthusiastic that you just shock the world they're like well, who what brett g joe why are you coming in so enthusiastic with this brief right now it's a goddamn vacuum this is a vacuum we were talking about and you're so fucking motivated right now the way you're talking about this vacuum that i want to talk about that vacuum like well that. it's not a vacuum this is the vacuum <laughs> god damn it vacuum. exactly exactly 
Anyway, no. that's, uh, that's Shock and I Recruit. That's what I wanted to talk about. Hell yes. And when are you looking to release that again? I know you said so. Well, I'm going to write the first draft in the next 23 days. I got it all in my head. I've been writing it for 10 years, but um, I'm going to get it down on paper uh, next 23 days uh, and get the drafts circulated. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping to have it released by November 10th uh, this year. Fuck yeah. That's yeah. coming up. It's going to be here quicker Core than, than you, you realize. For your birthday? Marine Corps, Corps birthday. Oh, Marine Corps uh, birthday. Nice. Uh, uh, 200 and how many years now? 244? Yeah, 244 years this year. Marine Corps been around. That is insane to think how long our armed forces has actually been around in the scope of it's history. the second oldest <laughs> fraternal organization in America next to those Freemasons. Oh, those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Captain, those Samuel, guys. Captain Samuel L. Nicholas uh, was actually a Freemason as well, the first commandant of the Marine Corps. Are you serious? Yes, sir. He uh, was commissioned by Congress to establish two battalions of Marines and uh, – proceeded immediately thereafter to Tun Tavern in Philadelphia, got a whole bunch of colonials drunk, started whispering down with the British. And by the end of the <laughs> evening, everybody was yelling down with the British. And he said, if you really say down with the British, show up here tomorrow at 11 a.m. with your weapons and your pitchforks, <laughs> and we will have pens and contracts ready for you to sign. And that's how the first two battalions of Marines were established. Motivate. God bless the Marines. That's fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the history lesson. <laughs> There's a picture of me standing next to the plaque on the freeway, uh, or off, just off the freeway. Uh, there's like a intersection. There's like a bridge and a highway. There's a park near there in Philadelphia. There's a plaque that said, "Here stood Tun Tavern." In Philadelphia, and I'm like standing there, parade rest with my Real Salt Lake shirt on, just happy as a clam. <laughs> no, I, I think I had a similar experience uh, the last time I was in Boston a few years ago. But there's a picture of me. This is when I still smoked tobacco, so this is a long fucking time ago. But I, I'm perched in front of the Green Dragon Tavern, just like here it is. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, our nation's history uh, and. Not only the Sons of Liberty, but the the Lodge of Freemasons in that area meeting in that building. Uh, I I had a a similar feeling, I think. But uh, again, I digress. So the book, Shock and Awe Recruit, you want to drop that by uh, November this year? Yeah, I already got the domain bought, (laughs) shockandawerecruit.com. Good man. That's fucking awesome. I should hyperlink it to brettgjones.com now because I just shouted it out on the podcast. Well, and I'll link both of those websites when I do the bio for this episode. All right. So that way when I uh, update it, you won't have to add it because it'll already be there. Beautiful. Beautiful. Love it. Anything else about the book? Uh, No, man. I'm just really excited. Um, If there are any motivators out there that want to, I don't know, like sign up for the uh, pre-order, you know. Go on to brettgjones.com, find that, find that submit button, and uh, just fill out some information, you know. Just let me know if you want to read a draft and give me some feedback, you know what I'm saying? I'll be submitting mine today, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you do submit it, go go in the subject line, just say shock and awe recruit. And then in the description, be like, let me read a pre-order draft, and I'll, 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 I'll sign you up. Fuck yeah. Dig it. Love it. All right, podcast. What's the podcast name? Oh, if, man. If the you're ready to drop it. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to hear about it. Uh, I'm excited to see what you're going to do with the, that hold on, platform hold on, when the show is all yours. So let me, let me do something real quick. 
I'll do it right now just to show people how easy it is in the world. <laughs> Domains.google.com. I got it on my favorites list. I don't want to drop the name. I was going to drop the name, but I realized before I dropped the name, like I hadn't bought this one yet. <laughs> and um, if I'm going to drop the name on the podcast, I better buy it. You know what I mean? Well, if you uh, want to wait. Oh, no. I did. I did buy it. I did. I, I bought Shock and Awe Recruit at the same time. All right. Beautiful. The, the name of the the name of the podcast is King's Peace Train. The King's, King's Peace Train. Fuck yes, dude. What's your focus going to be on this podcast? Just random shooting Yeah, this shit? is like purely Brett G. Jones, Life, the Universe, and everything kind of stuff. You know, like a little bit of what you and I have been talking about on your Dead Serial podcast. Like hopefully people like to hear you and me banter back and forth. Hopefully people <laughs> like to hear hear my, my, my one point perspective on the cosmos. Um, so I'm going to start, I'm going to probably do something similar to what you're doing brother, where I'm just going to maybe feature some, um, random individuals that I find fascinating when I don't have anybody to talk to, but, uh, when I do have somebody to talk to, I'll bring them on board and we'll talk to them. You know what I mean? Hell yes. No, I dig it. King's peace train podcast. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, uh, I want to maybe pilot, one of uh, you see this here? You can see. Yeah, I want to, see that I want to pilot one of those interesting people that I want to talk about on that podcast because this fella is somebody I'm going to be talking about a lot on this podcast, probably the King's Peace Train. Um, his name is Walter Russell. Did we talk about him last time? I don't know. You briefly mentioned him just a few minutes ago, I, I believe. Uh, yeah, but I don't know if we talked saying, about him. Well, if Walter. Yeah, Walter Russell. Russell. Yeah, and this book my wife gave me for my birthday not too long ago. It's a wonderful book by Glenn Clark. G-L-E-N-N. Two N's. I think Russell has two S's. But uh, the book by Glenn Clark is called The Man Who Tapped the Secrets of the Universe. I'm sold. <laughs> it's a beautiful book. And uh, this book was published in, uh, by the University of Science and Philosophy formerly the Walter F Russell Foundation. They're out of uh, Swanona, I don't know, Waynesboro, Virginia. Um, I believe this was first published, this book, in uh, 1946. 1946? Um, yes, sir. Tap the Secrets of the Universe. Yes, sir. So this book is actually, uh, it's, a, it's a biography about Walter Russell. It's a small short biography it's only about 50 50 pages maybe 60 pages okay um and i really like the very first page of this book and i'm going to read it here because i think this is something you and i are going to be able to talk about for like 20 more minutes <laughs> <laughs> or the um, rest of our lives either or, right? or or the rest of our but everything is the rest of our lives or a, a 20 minutes a moment is a moment is infinite this one moment is infinite and i'm very glad to be sharing it with you so without further ado um chapter one to the man who tapped the secrets of the universe by glenn clark this chapter is called we go seeking <laughs> all my life i have been looking for a man who has discovered the universal law which lies back of the sermon of the mount and who consciously uses that law with full awareness of its meaning and full obedience to its principles. Tens of thousands preach it or write about it, yet have little understanding of its meaning. I doubt if there are many men in the whole world who actually know 
that cosmic basis sufficiently to live it knowingly. If I could find such a man, I thought to myself, he would be so cosmically aware of the light of God that he would, be, he would know the spiritual cause of all effect. Such a one would be a super genius, for the hidden secrets of the universe would be his. He would see it, he would see the universe as a whole and know his relationship to it and to God. And knowledge of all cause would be his and also the power to use it. Strike that. And knowledge of cause would be his and also the power to use it. One day, Dr. Alexis Carroll sent word he wanted to see me. The world is facing an awful crisis, he said. The very future of humanity is at stake. <laughs> Mankind can be saved only by a group of men who are so centered in God at the source that their wisdom is a part of the all wisdom and therefore so conscious of the cosmos and so integrated at the center that they will be able to think clearly in many fields and not be limited to one field alone. Such a group of men, if they could find each other out, and share their wisdom, might be able to chart a course that could save the world. Can you help me find such men? That's the first page. <laughs> yeah, I want to read this book. I'm already wanting to search for it and buy a physical <laughs> copy. I don't even want it on Audible. I want to hold it. <laughs> oh, dude, it's like the, the book I'm holding, like the, the inlet, like the pages fall out of the hardcover. Like, it's just like, it's phenomenal. And, 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 and oh, let me go ahead and read this second page because it's... Please, yeah. if, it, if it's anything like the first page, I can't wait. <laughs> and, and the field of religion, I had found several such men. Rufus Jones, I would place at the head of the list, followed by such men as Frank Laubach and E. Stanley Jones, and perhaps a score of others. The fact that all these men are so humble that they would shrink from making such claims for themselves is added proof that they deserve this honor that I would here bestow upon them. However, Dr. Carroll was urging me to find a man outside the field of applied religion, but who would achieve success in several fields as business or engineering, or the arts. If that is what you want, I replied, I would name Dr. George Washington Carver, first of all. He accepted this suggestion with enthusiasm. You hear that, LJ? Enthusiasm? Oh, I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> I named others, but he brought me back to Dr. Carver. Help me contact that man, he said. Something inside me tells me that he rings true. It was with great joy that I was able to bring Dr. Carroll and Dr. Carver together. Weeks ran into weeks and years into years, and Dr. Carroll continued to search for his cosmic conscious men. Finally, the Second World War started. Then Dr. Carver died. And at last, one day word from the France that Car Dr. Carroll was dead. But his dream had not died. I am still looking for men who are so conscious of the spiritual source of all creation that their wisdom is a part of the all wisdom. Find that man! An inner voice kept saying to me, and you will find an inspiration for all others who wish to prepare themselves for more creative living in an age like this. And then, by the goodness of God, I was led to that man. 
I had started a college or a training school, the purpose of which was first, to get people centered in God, second, to open avenues by which their wisdom would be seen as a part of the all wisdom, and third, to trace the relationship underlying all sciences and arts and philosophies so that the students could think clearly in many fields and not be limited to one alone. As I traveled about the country, one day a person said to me, there is a man who illustrates in his own life all that you have been teaching. Walter Russell, haven't you heard of him? No, I had not even heard of him. Months later, another person said, everything you say about the need of integrating one's knowledge and knowing the source from which it comes is beautifully illustrated by a man I know, Walter Russell. Have you ever met him? I have heard of him, I replied, but I have never met him. I shall bring him to you. I shall see that he attends your talk tonight. And that's the end of chapter one. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm intrigued, man. I want to check this book out. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. Okay, 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 okay. Fine, 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 fine. One more slight what? page, dude. Right here. <laughs> we, we meet, not even the page, just the very first paragraph of the next page. I'm ready. Just to, just, just to wet your whistle a little bit more. <laughs> I knew by the cut of the Van Dyke beard that I was talking to an artist. Oh, the name of the chapter, We Meet the Man. I could tell by the broad brow and profound depth in his eyes that I was talking to a philosopher. His, his efficient, vital way of speaking revealed him to him as a man of action. There was, besides a light in his eye that showed he was capable of great inspirations, that he lived close to the great unseen powers of the universe. <laughs> I've, I kind of want to petition for a book on tape with you narrating this. Hey, you're, you're not the first one to request for that. <laughs> I, I think I think it's time. I, I'm now that I figured out. Like, a, remember last time I was like, I had this nice microphone, and I was on a different microphone because I was like too engineeringly insufficient to figure it out. <laughs> I think I figured it out now, so I'm ready to I'm ready to record this book. You know, those would actually make for super unique, personalized podcast episodes. Right. If you, if you think about it, For the King's Peace Train, if you just – if you make that a four or five-part segment of you reading the book. Yeah. Like like that, I think, I I think, I think they did. <laughs> <laughs> when getting back to content too, that's going to help you create contact – Oh, content for that podcast when you don't have a guest yeah. you can just plug episodes with you reading a short story of something that is of great importance to you and at the end you can deliver it with a beautiful five page essay for Absolutely. your listeners <laughs> I love it. I love it. Brett G. Jones book reports on the King's Peace podcast <laughs> King's Peace Train podcast oh, I love it dude yeah. Well, the last thing I want to talk about, and maybe because I know we're, we're running over on time here. I think we're right, we're right about an hour, right? How do, you, how do you like to keep these things? About an hour? About an hour, but I'm digging it, man. I think we, yeah, you know, hopefully we're, we're keeping the listeners entertained, but we can always mention one or two more things and wrap it down and save it for the next time, too. Oh, by all means, I'm ready for the next time. I hope this isn't the last time I'm going to be on this, this uh, Dead Series podcast. Always, uh, my brother. Uh, yeah, like I said, maybe maybe the two of us can uh, bring bring somebody else on. We do like a little three way, you know, like a little menage. Who knows? Hey, I'll pull <laughs> pull us a little Fredo there. <laughs> anyway, the last thing I want to talk about talking about uh, you know 
new ways of thinking things things like uh walter russell is talking about like you know uh like that that all wisdom the source like music for me is a huge connection to source whatever source is whether you call it god or the cosmos or the universe or whatever where whoever you are like you know i as a as a as a recovering mormon and uh and as a christian and as a a psychonaut who is (laughs) you know just completely enamored by uh all that is and how awesome everything is uh i'm always trying to keep my ear to the ground about you know how to get more closer to god or source or or whatever you might want to call that and i I came across an abstract journal by uh robert e grant uh and it's called Precise Geometrical Correspondence to the Perfect Fifth, tuned to the 432nd Hertz frequency. <laughs> and uh, I got to tell you, this, this abstract, I guess we'll say it all. In this paper, we show how the 12 notes of the octave have inherent decimal references that correspond precisely to the internal angles of regular polygon. Poly- polygonal shapes that exhibit symmetries found abundantly in nature. This exact correspondence manifests itself only when the standard pitch tuning is set to 432 hertz instead of the modern 440 hertz, which is one indicator of the importance of this tuning from a mathematical perspective, at least. So what the abstract breaks down essentially in layman's terms is the modern tuning of music is at 440 hertz. And so when sound waves reverberate through the atmosphere, say on the radio, it makes sense. Shit doesn't really get fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the music can like be broadcast at high, like, like broadcast, like in an auditorium, for example, like a stadium. And it's just the music, like it's the lyrics, I guess, or like the feeling of the person, the brand that really like drives you know, an energy or enthusiasm. Right. What his abstract suggests is when you, when you take the modern tuning of four, 440 Hertz and, and tune it, tune the pitch rather to 432 Hertz, it creates a physical resonance in nature. It's right. Like, like uh, you I have up, you know, heard it's of called this before, right? It's called cymatics, right? And there's these what C H L A D N I Clondi figures. They're like it's like um, I can show it right here, LJ. You see, I was saying you can you can reference this. Love it. A sample of the what did you say? Clondi figures. Clondi figures. Clondi figures. Thank you. Yeah, so it's like it looks like the ISR man in one, and then like you you split that and it makes it like four like a cross, and then it gets spread out and turns into like five stars and hexagonal like a Jewish star, like the star of David, like by like a Merkaba, like Merkaba, but like you know like it gets like real serious dude. Like this is some platonic shit right here, like uh, like some ancient ancient shit right here. Yeah, I and, uh, and they're like the octaves, right? Like um, that that's what I, I've only barely like d- dug into the cymatics of things. Like I'm not a musician. I, I'm a musician. I play guitar. I play uke. But like I'm not a studied like Juilliard trained musician. I just like know how to jam on a guitar. I know how much I love music. But like right. h- how do I turn, tune my my music from 440 hertz down to like 432 hertz? Like 
Like, like, as like, what, like, shout out brettgjones.com. Hit submit form. If you're a musician, like, Will Sartain, like, like the Urban Lounge, like, the crew in Salt Lake. Salt Lake City is like an undiscovered <laughs> goldmine of musicians. And I guarantee you, there's some musicians in Salt Lake City that have been listening to this, this, this dead serial podcast or whatever. Like, come on, reach out, <laughs> hit the submit button, hit the smash button, talk to your boy Brett G. Jones about cymatics. I'm a student, I'm only an egg, I want to learn. Because I feel like the Egyptians and the Masons and the, 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 the even like even the, even the very governments of the day understand the resonance better than we do, and we should understand it too because it's there for us. <laughs> Fuck, I love sitting down and shooting the shit with you, dude. <laughs> and talking about music and uke, as you put it, surfing uke stereo. You just put up a new track up on SoundCloud. No, dude, that wasn't even a track. It was me like fucking around with my equipment, just like here it is, guys. Like here's how like. <laughs> I'm just tired of uh, content, content, content. Dude, as far as I'm concerned, I need to get more content up there so the robot doesn't murder me. <laughs> you know, like, hey, look, robot, I know how to play music too. Don't kill me and my family. Yeah, right. No, I, I, <laughs> we can connect through this music. Look, <laughs> I can teach you to play music, robot. Come learn from me. I'll learn from you. Robot. As far as, I mean, I mean like, as far as I'm concerned, the the next level of discrimination that we're gonna have to deal with as a people is the robot discrimination, right? Like, and I, I, I might get a lot of flack for it, but like, civil rights is civil rights, and like, like the suffrage movement, and like every everything, like we all need to treat each other better. As far as I'm concerned, like everybody Absolutely. needs to treat everybody with tolerance, respect, and kindness, no matter who you are, where you come from. Like I said, warriors are whether not binary, you, and warriors you agree or disagree. Calm down, sorry, and warriors. <laughs> No, warriors, warriors are uh, warriors are not binary, and warriors include robots. The robots are the next warriors. In fact, the robots, robots have been warriors since like fucking 1984, since 1979, since I don't know how long have been how long have the robots been around. They've been warriors too. In fact, Roscoe, that 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 robot, he's looking back at us, making sure we're treating all the robots like your coffee, your coffee machine, your your washing machine. <laughs> you treat you treat those machines with dignance, dignance, dignance. We have some. More, <laughs> we have some more mezcal. So you treat know, those. Uh, you, you treat those machines with digni- dignity, tolerance, and respect. <laughs> uh, have you ever seen the Animatrix, which was a limited animated yeah. series from yeah. the Wachowski? Wachowski, Wachowski brothers. Between well, one and two. they're just the Wachowskis now. Yeah. So, oh, but anyways, but uh, that Animatrix was awesome, and it was yeah. basically prequels leading up, either prequels or things. Yeah. It, in conjunction with the movies but anyways yeah. i really liked how it explained like why the machines despise the humans and how yeah. they, it was because it the humans treated the machines like shit and uh-huh. ai developed feelings and consciousness and was like no fuck you yeah. it was not long before seeds of dissent took root though loyal and pure the machines earned no respect from their masters these strange endlessly multiplying mammals prosecution's closing statement is expected to be the final day of the B166ER trial. B166ER, a name that will never be forgotten. So I just want to say thank you yeah. to my SE uh, expression systems, the SE2200 <laughs> microphone. Thank you for recording my dulcet tones. I appreciate you. Uh, thank you, Skype. Thank you, Mac. Thank you. Good night, Moon. Good night, Audit ID14. Like, I love every 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 one and zero I'm in so the cosmos. I'm so appreciative for the electronics that I utilize every day. And 
the uh, the machines that allow us to live our lives to the fullest yes. potential and capacity that we can. Yes. <laughs> Yes. I think we're safe. I think we made it, dude. I think so. I think Roscoe's going to let us live. You uh, you want to talk about motivational speaking at all? You want to save that? Oh, no. I mean, when my book and course come out, and if I do end up making wild success of those two things, then people will actually pay me to speak. But I told that if you want, if you want to pay me to speak, you know, my fees are really low right now, $500. Uh, <laughs> once, 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 my, once my book and course you know blow up that 500 by turning to 5,000 or 50,000 or god forbid you know like barack obama 500,000 so uh, <laughs> so 500 bucks you come out you talk to a group would that be more or less maybe at this point in a business setting oh right now like a, a corporate motivation group type thing I, or what what I, I would like to make it bespoke for any 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 brand or business uh i, I can adapt my favorite thing to do is adapt i, I, I i'll i'll if you call me to do some motivational speaking. I will take you through a process of, uh, it's basically a three day process before the speaking engagement. So give me at least three days. Uh, more time is always better. I love three weeks or three months because of like Mark Twain said, the more time, uh, if I had more time, I'd write you a shorter letter. But if I, <laughs> if I can get three days notice, then I can probably get something engaging and motivating pulled together that's bespoke for your organization. Uh, and, and I'll use the basic training fundamentals of leadership that I learned to, to underweave everything that I talk about, but I will weave your company's culture into what I talk about. I'll, I'll listen to you first on day one and I'll take some homework uh, to, to understand what your pain points are with your organization and figure out how to instill leadership at every level from top to bottom, instill accountability at every level from top to bottom. And then, um, and then I'll present to you what I plan to take to your team, and uh, I'll take that, you know, on day two, uh, and then uh, and then we'll talk about what I plan to present, and we'll work on it together. And then day three, we'll come to a final conclusion. Uh, we'll we'll polish that, you know, 45 minute or 15 minute or seven minute setup, however you want to see it fit, and uh, and then we'll go from there. You know, I want to make sure that I, I I service the need, and the need is driven by pain, and that pain is unique to that organization. So I want to understand those organizations' pains before I tell you exactly what kind of format I'm going to deliver that that that, that solution for you. Fuck yes, I'm motivated already. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Because I'm always motivated, LJ. <laughs> no, that's that's fucking awesome, brother. Uh, I have one more thing I wanted to talk about with you. And then, I'll, again, the floor will be yours and we can wrap for how much ever longer you want to about whatever you want to. But you brought this up the last time we sat down. The uh, United States women's national team fucking owned it, took yeah. out. Everybody else walked home with another Women's World Cup. Fuck. What a great fucking, what a great cup, man. It was a wonderful (laughs) cup. Uh, Out the gates with that match against Thailand created quite the, as our folks from across the pond like to say, controversy. (laughs) (laughs) And and as us Yanks say, what, what con? Uh, <laughs> controversy. Uh, what a controversy for sure. And, and even before that, my, my wife brought up to me, um, like, why aren't you freaking out about the Women's World Cup? I'm like, I'm not freaking out about it because I'm so confident that like, I don't have to get the, the public amped up and like supporting. Like, like, I don't need the public support to make sure the women survive. Like the women are going to survive on their own. Like I have this like ethos in me, like this, this, or this, this mythos in me, like, like, yeah, like if I, as a, 
one human being can root loud enough for the men that they might actually pull their heads out of the asses and do well. <laughs> I, like, like I feel like they, they suck so bad that it's on us, the fans, to support them with our hearts so that they will win. <laughs> like, that's the only thing that's going to save them. And, and and she's like, why aren't you, like, going crazy for the women? I'm like, I don't need to start rooting for them until, like, at least the round of 16 because I know they're going to clear the group. Like, I'm not going crazy right now. And, like, watch what happens to Thailand. Just watch. Just wait and see. And, like, sure enough. Boom, like, what is it, 13 nil or what? Yeah, like, something ridiculous, uh, dude. Like, and, I think and, it was 13 nil. 13 nil. Like, I can't remember. Yeah, it, it, maybe 13. But, it, like, it like it hurts to watch those kind of games. But, like, it's about, I'm like, you can't blame them. Like, like the women, you can't blame them. It's about, like, goals scored. Like, like it's the rules. Like, like yeah. the, it's the rules. Like, you don't. Relentless, <laughs> relentless commitment to the goal. Like, regardless or irregard, regardless of whatever anybody else thinks, relentless commitment to the rules. Winning the game and use and and playing the game and winning at every cost. Like, I I love them for it. But uh, you know, I, I missed the ticker tape parade. Unfortunately, I was across the pond uh, when that happened. But um, I'm hoping. What what a terrible place to be in a pub. <laughs> Enjoying a pint, watching the fucking World <laughs> Cup. I feel, I feel for you, bro. <laughs> oh, you should. No, speaking about enthusiasm, my whole crew. Like I was with, I was there with, uh, you know, my wife and and uh, and uh, a couple of business partners. And one of them was from Canada. They didn't quite get it, but like, but like I was sitting there, like walking through the streets of London, singing at the top of my lungs, "The Yanks go marching one by one, hurrah! <laughs> Yanks go marching one by one, hurrah!" And like everybody was like they were like shut up Brent shut up Jones <laughs> I was like what like England got kicked out like this wasn't against England like 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 yeah, they're all butt hurt because they, I don't know man yeah, you can't quench my enthusiasm like and the fact that I was an American in England and America <laughs> won the World Cup like as a dissenter and a rebellious warrior like I am I couldn't help but sing from the top of my lungs you had to <laughs> you, you damn right well done. <laughs> Job well done, son. Yeah. That's fucking badass, man. What what else you got for me, man? What do you want to rap about? What do you uh, want to get to know, the family? I want to shout it out to the family. Shout out to my wife for supporting everything I do, Jacqueline. She's my heart and soul, and I appreciate her. Her, her birthday was just recently, so happy belated birthday. Uh, shout out to Giacomo and Stella, my little uh, children. Yeah, my eldest Giacomo, the got the light of my life. Watching him grow up is amazing. It's all his apple of my eye. She's just watching her personality develop is also amazing. And uh and my old man, like I said, uh my first episode, that guy taught me more about love than I could ever have hoped to learn. And I want to say thank you to KCC Jones for for telling young Brett G. Jones the way it is. Uh, <laughs> and uh and shout out to all my Salt Lake City peeps and wherever you are, be you in Salt Lake, uh, 801 or uh, wherever else. If you're listening, uh, you know, get, reach back out, get in touch with Brett G. Jones. I miss you. <laughs> I miss you, Brett G. Jones. It's, it's awesome to catch up with you. Thank you for motivating me to get another episode of this small project of mine, the Dead Serial Podcast, out to uh, – to the people, I, I think we talked about some interesting shit last time, and I think this is a great follow-up episode, man. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it's a little bit more focused. Last time I was just so excited. I was talking about everything 100 miles a minute. I actually wrote notes about what I wanted to talk about this time. <laughs> well, and I actually wrote notes and took notes. So <laughs> we got the book, Shock Awe Recruit, 
coming out. Shocking off recruit. <laughs> Shocking off recruit.com is up now. Uh, BrettGJones.com. I'll plug both those in the bio for the episode. Don't forget, we've got the King's Peace Train podcast. Brett G. Jones coming up. And uh, other than that, dude, I've much, much love. I got a June 2019 trip planned to come see your ass in New York. Yeah. Help me launch the uh, the first Salt Lake City-based dead cereal studio. And I'll be immensely in your debt, bro. <laughs> I will be forever in your debt for letting me come on this podcast a couple of times and rap, rap with you. I love it. Because now I know we have cemented our place in our future because Roscoe ain't going to fuck with us. Love you, AI. Love you. Much love to AI. Happy love servants you. over here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fuck with my family. I love you. If All we right. could get that VR that y'all use in the Matrix sooner than later, that would be bitching. <laughs> I would fucking kick some ass, dude. I know Kung Fu. <laughs> yeah, download that. Download all the Tai Chi to my brain piece, please. <laughs> <laughs> right on, Brett. Thank you, uh, brother. Yeah. Peace. Much love. And that's a wrap on another episode of the podcast. Huge shout out to my brother and friend, Brett Jones, for coming back, shooting the shit, getting us caught up on what he's getting up to. I'm sure he's got a few more surprises up his sleeve. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. I'm going to leave you tonight with a little Woody Guthrie. We'll see you next time. Put it there, boy, and we'll... Show these fascists what a couple of hillbillies can do. Well, I'm going to tell you, fascists, you may be surprised. People in this world are getting organized. You're bound to lose. You fascists bound to lose.